The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, March 31st, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and a word to the wise. Today is March 31st, which means tomorrow is April 1st. Don't get Got it was actually two years ago on April first, April Fool's Day, uh, when the Dallas Cowboys signed Alden Smith. I remember we did an emergency episode here on the uh, the network. I actually brought this up to Connor Livesey the other day, who did it with me. Um, that was really surprising, um, and I remember a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's joke just because Alden hadn't played in so long. So be on the lookout. Don't fall for any crazy stuff. Double check for the uh, the verified badge uh, on Twitter.com. So. Uh, yeah, today on the Ocho, I wanted to talk about something that I wrote about, you know, because I was obviously thinking about this. And everything from free agency is kind of calming down and chilling out. Uh, we obviously have the draft in a month, and that's exciting. And we all have talked about the team needs for the Cowboys, et cetera, et cetera. I know later today on Riled Up, Tom Ryle and Roy White are going to talk about whether or not they think the Cowboys are going to go offense or defense at 24, uh, among a litany of things. But I wanted to look at everybody else who the Cowboys are playing in 2022. We kind of talked about this last week with different free agent moves and whatnot. And I wanted to rank all 14 teams who the Cowboys are playing next season. Um, Obviously, they're playing 17 games, but they obviously play their division rivals two times apiece. So there are 14 teams who the Dallas Cowboys are playing against in 2022, and we are going to rank them. Like I said, you can read this at blogontheboys.com. We're obviously going to for the podcast, we're going to go in ascending order. So we're going to go from worst to first. Uh, but uh, if you read it, I did write it in descending order. You know, just, hey, got to mix it up a little bit here. Um, now, this reflects who the teams are today. Uh, again, after some free agency things and trades and whatnot. Um, and this will obviously change after the draft. We'll, we'll revisit it then as well. Uh, but let's go ahead. So the Cowboys uh, this season, in case you're unaware, are going to play the NFC East, which is six games. They also play the NFC North. They play the a- uh, the NFC. They play the AFC South. And then as uh, as reigning division champions, they their first place schedule, they will play the Los Angeles Rams, who won the NFC West and the Super Bowl uh, in the NFC somewhere in between there. 
there. And they will also play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are seeing Tom Brady return. Their 17th game, remember the NFL added the 17th game last year, that comes from the opposing conference. This year, every NFC East team will play uh, the AFC North team who finished in the same place as them. So the Cowboys won the division, and so did the Cincinnati Bengals, who lost the Super Bowl. Uh, Every NFC team will host this game this coming season. Last year, every AFC team hosted the game. That's why the Cowboys traveled to take on the New England Patriots, one of their best wins of the season. So that's who they're playing. Let's rank them. Um, Let's go again in ascending order. Um, There we go. We're all on the same page. Number 14. So the worst team that the Cowboys are going to be playing in 2022. I don't think this is shocking the Houston Texans. Uh, The Houston Texans, I don't think anybody expected them to have Deshaun Watson on their roster, but they, um, you know, and not that he was really on their roster last season, but they did trade him away. Um, You know, what what is what do the Texans have that really concerns you, Davis Mills? I mean, you know, it's we don't have to spend much time here. Uh, number thirteen on the list, the Detroit Lions are only better than the Houston Texans, and the Lions going to be on hard knocks this season. I actually love that. Uh, I I think it's cool. Look, I love when the Cowboys get a lot of attention, obviously, but I think it's cool when we we get to learn about players and teams and cultures that we don't get to see a lot in these sorts of productions. And granted, we did see Jared Goff not only on Hard Knocks uh, with the Los Angeles Rams twice, but on the All or Nothing series that was done on the 2016 Rams, uh, Jared Goff's rookie year. So, you know, I'd be kind of cool with not necessarily... um, you know, seeing a ton of Jared Goff, but I would love uh, to learn more about the Detroit Lions. They're not very good. The 12th best team who the Dallas Cowboys will face off against in 2022, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have spent a lot of money in free agency, and so they have definitely improved, but they were among the very worst teams in the NFL last year. I mean, I don't think that that's a shock um, by any means. They could be good. I mean, and, and by I think good for them would be you know, six to nine wins, right? I mean, if if they were, you can't be 500 anymore, but if they were eight and nine in, in 2022, I think they'd consider that a success. They do have an adult in the room, just a competent person in the room at head coach and Doug Peterson now. I think we're all just as football fans. I, like, I don't know anyone who hates the Jaguars. I don't know anyone who has like a vendetta against them. So I think we're all kind of excited to see Trevor Lawrence and, and see whether or not he, he truly is this fantastic professional that we thought he would be. Um, I'm a fighting Texas Aggie, so I'm happy to see Christian Kirk uh, get an opportunity Uh, but the Jaguars are really all in they obviously have the number one overall pick so they will be better Um, but you know it's a bit of a process and they're certainly used to that in Duval County so that's 12 13 and 14 again in that order Jacksonville Detroit and Houston uh, 11 so the 11th best team there are 10 better teams in my estimation whom the Dallas Cowboys will play in 2022 the 11th best team the Washington Commanders. Now, I um, I gave Ron Rivera some some stuff about this on the NFC East mixtape this week. In case you missed it, in case you didn't listen to that show, wow, how dare you? Um, he said at the owners' meetings this week that he was sick of Washington kind of being a punchline. Uh, blah blah blah. Ron, dude, you knew what you were signing up for. All right, and if you don't want to be a punchline, stop doing punchline things. The Commanders are awful, and I know it's easy to line up and take shots at Carson Wentz. Our friends at Hogs Haven, um, SB Nation's home for Washington Commanders content, um, they ran a survey among their readers and viewers and listeners uh, and supporters. Um, asking if they would have preferred that the commanders go the path that the Indianapolis Colts went, the team who sent Carson Wentz to Washington, and traded a third-round pick for Matt Ryan. Um, There were a lot of factors involved in this, um, like the age of both Ryan and Wentz and pedigree and accomplishments, and 
both positive and negative. So leadership, obviously all of the flaws and faults we've heard about Wentz uh, for many years now. And the majority or the, you know, larger than 50% of people uh, preferred the Carson Wentz trade. So if, if you doubted, fans can talk themselves into anything. All right. But uh, the commanders got worse. I, and I, I'm not just saying this to take another shot at Carson Wentz. I do not believe in them. Those are two easy wins for the Cowboys. I had a hard time actually putting them ahead of the Jaguars. But so the 11th best team that the Cowboys will face in 2022, which leaves us with the top 10. Uh, so again, we're just ranking here. Uh, we already know this information. We know who the Cowboys are going to play. So number 10 on my list, which is clearly correct, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are kind of different. Um, and I would love to be wrong about this, by the way, because I love Matt Eberflus. And I, I just would absolutely love to see, uh, you know, my dog's name is Bear. He's curled up um, under my desk chair right now. He's been a good boy. Uh, he has not barked yet. I, I just, you know, I think we all kind of have these, like, there are teams we have soft spots for, teams we kind of like. Like, obviously, we love the Cowboys and whatever. But, you know, I kind of like the Bears. I kind of like the Bills, you know, like, kind of like the Ravens. Like, we all have these teams that we're just like, oh, they're on Sunday Night Football? Cool. I'll enjoy this one a little bit more than I did last week or I will next week, whatever. Um, so I would love to see the Bears be relevant. I would love to see Justin Fields be awesome. I would just love that so much. Um, I mean, just because I like Justin Fields a lot, I really believed in him a year ago. I would love for him to be awesome and therefore it, you know, show that the Giants were dumb to trade out of the spot with the Bears. I mean, I would love this for a number of reasons, but I just don't see it. I mean, Allen Robinson's gone. They traded away Khalil Mack. And I think those things make sense, but they don't make the Bears better now. And they haven't really done anything to make them better. So it's, it's hard... Like, again, I, th I think I'm being generous here, um, putting the Bears or, or slotting the Bears in as the 10th most difficult game or opponent that the Cowboys will play this season. Um, so, yeah, shout out Bears. Number nine, and obviously, by the way, the Cowboys will play two games against the Commanders like they will against the ninth best team on this list, and that is the New York Giants. The New York, not so good at football Giants. Um, I, the bar is low, and I think that's like – that's the prism I'm looking at this through. I think they could definitely improve this season, but the bar is so low. But they, kind of like the Jaguars, have a competent, you know, coach in there. And not that Joe Judge was, um, you know, cut from the same cloth as Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Joe Judge just wasn't a good coach. And, and the culture was really bad um, in a football sense, right? And, and it was so predictable that the Jason Garrett thing was going to blow up in their face and everything like that. They, they have a actual competent head coach there and Brian Dable they have a very competent defensive coordinator and Wink Martindale and I do not believe in Daniel Jones farther than I can throw him I've always thought that's a weird expression by the way but if Brian Dable can fix Josh Allen who if you have followed the NFL for several years now the draft community not that you know Twitter is ever right or, or always right rather but the draft community hated Josh. Josh Allen was so raw. It was going to take him forever to, to just be good in the NFL, let alone great. He's one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. One of my takes that has aged very well is, is my belief in Josh Allen. And I have to attribute a, a, you know, the enormous amount of that credit. The majority of credit goes to Josh, obviously. But, I mean, Brian Dable gets a huge heaping amount of that credit. And so if he can do that with Josh Allen, I mean, there, there are some athletic traits to Daniel Jones' game. He's got to cut out the fumbles and all that stuff. But – if if he can fix that, and by fix, I just mean make it not the worst thing of all time, then the Giants, I think, can be competitive. I mean, I, I really do. And, and they can they can make those two games, you know, you, you got to pay attention. You got to focus. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the meme of the person when they're playing video games and they like sit up. That's 
what I think Brian Dable does to the Giants this year. Um, still only number nine on this list, but um, not too intimid- uh, intimidating, excuse me, nonetheless. Number eight, we mentioned them a moment ago, the Indianapolis Colts. I do not exactly fear Matt Ryan, and I've said this in many shows that I do over at the SB Nation NFL show. I do not think that the Indianapolis Colts, specifically Chris Ballard or Frank Reich, are getting enough grief for the Carson Wentz experiment. I think that they have done a masterful PR job of putting all of the blame on Carson. Not that Carson doesn't deserve his very fair share, but they made that bed. They chose to trade for him a year ago, and it blew up in their face. And cool, you got out of it, but you still made that decision. Matt Ryan, like the Colts were kind of the last, you know, Last team standing, waiting for a franchise quarterback. I know the Panthers and Seahawks are still kind of waiting out the Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield situations, but I mean, this this was so like predictable. They were gonna that, that the big moves were gonna happen, and the Colts were just gonna kind of get something and then talk themselves into it again, like they have done year after year after year here with Rivers and Wentz. And I know Andrew Luck's retirement and everything. So, you know. Darius Leonard's awesome, obviously. DeForest Buckner's awesome, obviously. Jonathan Taylor's awesome, obviously. But I just don't think that's going to be difficult, um, you know, all things considered. That game's in Dallas, and not that this really means anything, but or Arlington, if you want to be specific. The last time the Colts visited Arlington, the Cowboys thrashed them, and that was with Andrew Luck. So, um, I just, you know, and, and they lost to them in 2018, but that was a really weird game. The Cowboys were coming. I've, I've said that for years. The Cowboys lost that game 23 to nothing uh, in Indianapolis in 2018. I was at that game, and everybody made this huge deal about it, how they got destroyed, blah, 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 blah. They had beaten the Philadelphia Eagles the week before in the overtime Amari Cooper game winner, and they were effectively NFC East champions. And so it really just kind of felt like they were, like, checked out of that game. They knew they could clinch it the next week against Jameis Winston's Buccaneers, which they did. Onward we go. The seventh best team. And I think this is the team that I might be the lowest on. Uh, I did include that note in the article. The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, I am i don't, you know, I know it's cool to hate on Kirk Cousins and blah, blah, blah. Kirk is a very good quarterback, all right? He might be like the 11th best quarterback in the NFL, but there are, t- like, that's his floor. There are times where he's like the fifth best quarterback in the NFL, and I think you can win with that. And I think that Kevin O'Connell understands Kirk and his strengths and is going to lean into that. I think they could see the biggest bump of kind of bubble teams across the entire league. So that game might be difficult. I know the Cowboys beat them last year without Dak Prescott, with Cooper Rush, that makes putting them at seven kind of a joke in some senses, but I do really believe in the Vikings. Um, Plus, I mean, tell me that you think that any of these teams are better than the Vikings. Okay. And so we're at seven. So this is eight through 14, the Colts, Giants, Bears, Commanders, Jaguars, Lions, Texans. None of those teams are better than the Vikings. Um, In fact, the Vikings might be better than the team who I have at number six. Um, Teams one through six, by the way, were all playoff teams a year ago. So technically speaking, they had better better seasons and more success than the Vikings. But number six is the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll see. I mean, they have added Hassan Reddick. They have retained some of their players. Jason Kelsey's coming back. It certainly seems like Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback, something that Brandon and I talked about on the mixtape this week. Um, I don't know that we fear, as Cowboys fans, the Eagles as they're currently constructed. Um, I mean, what, what was the last difficult game the Cowboys played against the Eagles? And they've had some weird ones, to be very clear, right? Like, you know, the regular season finale, not really a real game. So the one kind of real game where the Cowboys played against, you know, a Jalen Hurts, you know, led team where Jalen was like unquestionably the guy was the Monday night game back in week three where they destroyed them. And so, 
I'm not worried about the Eagles. I do think they were really, you know, they really benefited from a lot of things this past season, like the Cowboys did, like playing in the NFC East and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I've got them there. Just They were a playoff team, but they were the seven seeds and not exactly a stout playoff team. So that's number six on my list. The top five most difficult teams who the Dallas Cowboys will play in 2022. We have now arrived at number five. I said that the Minnesota Vikings at seven might be the team that I am the lowest on um, like in terms of like a bounce or whatever. Uh, the team that I might be too high on um, ultimately at number five, the Tennessee Titans. They did win the AFC South uh, a year ago. Um, I don't know if you can hear uh, my son whining in the background. He must not like the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but um, the Titans have been really good, but not, not like good enough for the last few years. Right? Like they've had this formula. They've kind of, you know, caught and harnessed lightning in a bottle. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a tough game. And they beat the Cowboys last time Dallas played them. That was the Monday night game, Amari Cooper's debut, uh, when Jason Witten returned, uh, his first broadcast. I mean, I just, I mean, like, I, I mean, th- like, th- it's, there's a there's a timetable on this right like the derrick henry dominating every single person era has to end at some point right so i just i do not think that that that's a really like intimidating game but they have been very good for a long time so out of respect again number five on the list now number four the top four i think you could put in any order uh shuffle them around and you know i don't know that anybody would like strongly disagree with you i say that but you might strongly disagree with me here i am on twitter and instagram at rj ochoa my dms are open if you'd rather email rj.ochoa at sbnation.com number four so outside the top three the tampa bay buccaneers and i say that because the cowboys went toe-to-toe with them in the season opener last year and i know that you know amari cooper's gone and lyle collins is gone that was the first game he played before he got suspended and tom brady's back and chris godwin's back and you know everybody's back and blah 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 and we'll see maybe sue will be back whatever blah blah that game will be tough like like they're all these are all going to be tough games but i mean we've we've seen them come close and that game is at AT at&t stadium i don't know that that makes a difference in the season opener a year ago but um i'm i'm more optimistic about that game coming into this season than i was going into the season opener a year ago um so it will be very, very tough. Do not get me wrong. And I know the Bucks almost came back and beat the Rams in the divisional round. Um, and again, I know Tom Brady's obviously returning. He is 6-0 against the Cowboys. Probably going to get to 7-0. But um, this is number four on my list. Number three, the third most difficult team who the Dallas Cowboys will play in 2022, the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. I might be too low here, too. I mean, you, you can make an argument that they belong in the top two. I don't know that you can make an argument that they're number one. Maybe you want to. But all the Bengals have done is really load up right they've loaded up on the offensive line we, we've seen that Alex Kappa Ted Karras obviously Lyle Collins they have addressed their weakest element from last season but sometimes people tend to think that like oh the Bengals fixed their biggest weakness boom they, they'll just win the Super Bowl now because they were in it a year ago there's regression to the mean man I mean the Bengals were really fortunate in a lot of ways right like throughout their playoff run I know they had you know moments in the regular season like when they destroyed the Ravens and when they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs in the regular season and so there's certainly an elite offense lurking there and Joe Burrow is awesome and Jamar Chase is awesome but but Chase is going to regress to the mean right like like Chase had what the most amazing rookie season of all time I mean I don't know that he's that player again and that's not to say he's not an awesome player but those things tend to regress to the mean so I'm you know just just kind of aware of that when it comes to the Bengals but they were so awesome last year that it's difficult again to not put them this high number two the team who beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56 uh right 56 
I think it was 50, yeah, 56. I can't believe I forgot. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, who did lose Von Miller. Not that he was like a huge part of their team. He's only on there for a half of a season. Uh, we'll see if Odell Beckham Jr. does return to the Rams, but they did sign Allen Robinson. Um, they are locking up Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is there. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, the most lethal connection in the NFL. Um, maybe you put Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase up there now, certainly. But um, And now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that like Tyreek is one of those in, in Miami. It might have been Tyreek and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. But um, the Rams are going to be awesome no matter what. And that is a team who the Cowboys seemingly c- cannot shake. And that's part of this too for me is like considering the, the context of the Cowboys and, and kind of like the, you know, the, the monkey on their back and how they can't really beat certain teams and whatever. And, and we'll get there when it comes to, to number one on my list. But I just I, I think this is this is a hard game for the Cowboys no matter how you slice it and it's Matthew Stafford the Rams and blah like it's just it's it's a lot of narrative and sometimes those games don't generally go well for the Cowboys so I could see Cooper Cup having like 213 yards or something crazy in this game um, he will be difficult for this defense obviously to um, to contain but hopefully Micah Parsons gets to Matthew Stafford and that is all moot the most difficult team the most difficult game. On the Dallas Cowboys schedule, I approach this more from a team standpoint. I didn't really factor in like where the game is and stuff like that. Obviously, we don't know when the games are yet, but um, I mean, this I am kind of factoring in a lot of narrative. Number one, the Green Bay Packers. How could it not be? I mean, like this is a team, specifically a quarterback who owns the Dallas Cowboys, who owns our Cowboys. It's painful to admit this game will be at Lambeau Field. This game will be the return of Mike McCarthy. I mean, so not only do Aaron Rodgers and the Packers historically own the Cowboys, and I know that Dak Prescott has won at Lambeau Field before, but Aaron Rodgers historically does very, very, very well uh, in moments where he can exercise grudges that he has against people. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy did not end on good terms. So I could see Dallas walking in and just getting lambasted. I mean, a la Wade Phillips getting lambasted by Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers in 2010. That would suck, but tell me you can't see that happening. I mean, like this is, again, this is a mountain of a narrative that the Cowboys are going to have to climb over, and I just don't know that I feel that they can right now. Or at least I feel, you know, the least confident with that that I do than I do relative to any other game, which is why they're the most difficult team on my list. But what do you think? How do you think I did? Let me know, please. Uh, please have a great weekend. Please enjoy April Fool's Day in a safe way. Don't get got. Believe me, do not get got. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a Friday. So it's going to be, might be like a Friday news dump sort of thing that tries to get people. So be very careful. Um, but that about does it for today's edition of the Ocho. Thank you for stopping by. Like I said, riled up coming your way later on today. Tomorrow, you got new episodes of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, as well as the Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. On Saturday, you'll get a new episode of Cowboys Oi with Maurice Rodriguez and a bonus episode of Talking the Draft. Sunday, the world's team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. Then Monday, we start it all over again. Again, have the very best day of all time. Have the best day ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.